Hey, hey everyone, I'm Anna Close. And I'm Paul Chabrodi, and this is the Engineering History Podcast. If you want to hear about where engineering and history collide, then you're at the right show. Today, we'll be going over the Gregorian calendar and a spooky, spooky season conspiracy theory, time theory hypothesis, which is a little spooky. <laughs> that will not be the name of our episode. <laughs> It'll probably just be the Gregorian calendar. But first, let's give you some background about us. I am a manufacturing engineer at an aerospace company. Although technically this weekend, I'm in, I'm, I'm changing jobs. I'm starting a new job on Monday. So mm-hmm. I'm actually unemployed right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I am currently employed and I'm a civil engineer focusing in water resources and water quality. Our uh, drink for today is coffee because it is Saturday morning. And Love we, it. You know, we drink coffee Saturday morning and Cheers. not alcohol. We tried to get pumpkin spice lattes, but it, it didn't work out for a variety of reasons. God damn it. Mm. <laughs> Just, this is my one. <laughs> it takes so little to make me happy. Okay? That's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Whatever. Let's hear about your fucking Gregorian, <laughs> you know, calendar. Well, you know, uh, Anna, speaking of it taking things to make people happy, mm-hmm. you know what makes a lot of people happy here and, and actually makes me happy here on the Engineering History Podcast and me as a as an engineer and tech enthusiast? What? <laughs> Sorry, that was really intense. <laughs> That's okay. That's in character. Okay. What is it? Technology. I, I can see that. And one of the things I'd like to kind of stress with or start us out with, I think, with this episode. Mm-hmm. Is the idea that, like, you might think a calendar, that's not technology. A, technology is, like, gears turning and, like, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. siren that's going by right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I would I would submit to you, right, there are things, language, mm-hmm. writing. Yeah. We don't think of these as technology, but they're actually huge technological breakthroughs. I've had a language episode planned forever that's mm-hmm. just never going to happen because it's just so complex. Yeah. Like the printing press almost. A lot like the printing press. And the printing press is just a technological enabler of already, like writing and speaking like Mm -hmm. that is already a technology. Yeah, even the clothes that we wear is technology technology in a sense. In a sense. Or yeah, or maybe I could say maybe like a little more specific is that... Some people think of tech as, like, newer stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, yeah. maybe maybe technology is just um, – well, so Oxford Language's technology definition, the application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes. Yeah. I would maybe expand that a little to say what we often think of as tech is, like, basically that where we haven't fully worked out the kinks yet. So, yeah. you know, electric cars, mm-hmm. you know, their technology currently because, like, they haven't worked the kinks out yet and they're new and exciting – you know, sort of internal combustion engines. We've had those for, like, w- super long. So we just kind of, you know, you just go and turn your car on. You don't think of it as technology that much. Yeah. You know, I'd like to add on. There's an episode that I've been meaning to do, which is coffee. Ooh. Every morning that you make coffee, you are an engineer because it is. It's a fact. And, uh, you know, and you're using tech because it involves chemical processes. Yes. And engineering means to make a product. I think that's why I like cold brew so much as a mm-hmm. manufacturing engineer because yeah. it has the fewest process steps. Like if you're making French press coffee, yeah, you're pressing, you're waiting, yeah. etc. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the process flow diagram of that. Yeah. Uh, we can cut out <laughs> three quarters of these steps easy. Just slap some grounds in there, put some water on top, go the fuck to sleep. You're going to wake up to coffee. Okay. Well, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, I've never seen calendars 
put into this little like like sort of you know there's a little cottage debate of like what's technology i've never seen calendars mentioned here but i personally here on the engineering history podcast would like to propose that calendars should be part of this Mm -hmm. and the shared calendar that we all use that most of the world uses Mm -hmm. um is technology and you probably know that we are currently on the gregorian calendar i did know that yeah but what you might not know is the history of how we got the gregorian calendar and the spooky conspiracy theory that is somewhat associated with that. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about this new fangled technology. <laughs> well, to see to hear to hear about the new, let's go let's go back Ooh. paradoxically. Okay? <laughs> Way back to the days of the Roman Republic. And and there's a lot of memes I think that could be instantly. <laughs> is you this know, your Roman Empire? <laughs> this is my Roman Empire. Although it's funny because the transition from the Roman Republic to the Empire actually has an impact on this story. <laughs> so so we got that going for us. And and one brief side note before we get started, before we go all Eurocentric mm-hmm. uh, on this thing, please understand, folks listening, that we're only going to be tracking the history of our current day modern calendar. Mm-hmm. It. And the reason for that is because it ended up being the one most of the world uses. Yes. But understand Egypt, China, mm-hmm. they all have their own stuff going on. In some cases, it's better calendars, and we're going to see that also yeah. impact our story. Didn't South Korea have a weird thing with their age where they yes. only counted their age after the New Year's? Yeah, which is apparently they're changing that, though. Okay. Apparently they're going to the, the typical system most of the world uses. Yeah, but that's not calendar. Re- that's more age-related. But Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, no, that's that's kind of a similar thing. Yeah. Um, I'm also thinking about the Mayan calendar well as oh, well, yeah. which is apparently super accurate. Um, okay. Except for the fact that the world did not end in 2020 or 2012. But <laughs> damn it, I was so hoping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, anyway, uh, yes. So 2012 didn't happen, but um, legend s- states. I don't know if you can believe legend, but that the first calendar Rome used was created by its founder, Romulus, um, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And um, part of why I'm maybe a little a little bit like, yeah, who knows, is because the responsibility for Rome's calendar then gets passed from ruler to ruler, and Romulus is kind of this, like, mythical almost figure mm-hmm. where it's like, who can really say? But yeah. then it does get passed down eventually, like, to Julius Caesar, who obviously was a historical person mm-hmm. and everything. Remus and Romulus, weren't they the founders of founders Rome or of something? Rome. The sort of legendary founders of yes. Rome, kind of like, you know, we would mythologize, you know, any any sort of figure at that time. Yeah, they lived with wolves. Apparently, according supposedly. to the legend. According to the legend, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Hey, who knows? I wasn't there. Um, but one interesting thing to note about this Romulus calendar, and look, the guy did a really good job. I'm, I'm not going to say he didn't. But one thing, uh, one note here is that this early calendar would have been a lunar calendar. Mm. So we use a solar calendar today, and what that means is like the Earth moves around the sun. Yes. What's a year? It's the time the Earth takes to go around the sun. Yeah. But if you're back in the day, you know, you didn't even know the Earth was going around the sun. Mm -hmm. So what does that appear like to you? What it appears is that the sun is moving in the sky and the time it takes the sun, quote unquote, to get back to its original position, that's what you would have considered a year, Mm -hmm. right? 
So I thought that was kind of interesting because it's like they didn't even really know what was going on, but they were able to make a calendar based on natural phenomena anyway. Yeah. It makes me wonder if like, you know, like a lot of the sort of scientific things we have, like we're making certain things work like light bulbs or something, but maybe there's some scientific principle we're going to unlock for like free unlimited energy or something. Who knows? Exactly. Yeah. Egyptians, they were able to do a lot of time telling based on like the angles and a whole bunch of like math and stuff like that. Well, the Egyptian calendar is going to turn into a little inspiration for some of our characters later on. Okay. Go off, King. (laughs) But right now we're stuck with this lunar calendar, right? Um, And in a lunar calendar, the months and years are actually based on phases of the moon, right? So like waxing and waning and stuff like that. Yeah. But essentially, Rome is doing a little bit of a hybrid here. You'd have what what was called, uh, well, I mean, I don't. They wouldn't have called it a year, but you'd have basically what amounted to a year. But that was only three hundred four days long. Mm-hmm. And this year was made up of nundii, which were weeks essentially. It was like eight day periods, and they would like have market days noted in the nundii, and then you'd have your uh, religious days noted in the nundii, which is kind of interesting. Kind of the way we have like Saturday and Sunday were traditionally like the market and church days. Yeah, kind of interesting how that kind of like gets gets passed down. Yeah, uh, and th- but then after this three hundred four day year, you would have a winter phase. Which didn't really follow a structure, and it was just kind of up to the ruler to just be like, okay, winter is this year. It's like <laughs> 45 <is> days. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's about 50 days long, but it could be plus or minus depending on, like, they didn't, like, you know, they were basically, like, hot fixing everything and being like, you know, we don't have a perfect calendar, but, like, you know, I got my guys, and they're saying winter's only going to be, like, 45 days. Yeah, so they, they had, instead of a seven-day week. They had an eight-day week period. They had an eight-day week. Did they have names for each of the days? They did. I don't rem- I, I didn't write them down, um, but they were all cool Roman crap with, like, you know, I don't remember what happened, <laughs> but they were really cool. They had names for a lot of stuff. We can just make this shit up. I, I mean, know. it's history. What do it's you history. guys know? <laughs> <laughs> the one guy who's like, actually, probably, I would assume this is, I don't know, probably fairly, I don't know, with the amount of time dudes think about the Roman Empire. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. This was actually during Republic days, though. But um, they eventually, so basically what, what I'm trying to get at is this is like a hybrid because they started adding days and months to try to force their lunar calendar to be uh, to, in accordance into what a solar calendar would say mm-hmm. because they were still tracking years. Mm-hmm. So they created what's called a lunar solar calendar. And a little fun fact for you is like if I am a Roman emperor – and I'm like, oh, crap, the end of the year is, like, five days from now. But my calendar says we're going to stop, like, two days from now. I need to add three days so that we get back into line with the solar calendar. Hmm. That process of adding three days is called intercalation, which is kind of – you can think of interpolation. It's just the exact same thing where you're just kind of smacking some shit in there. Is that kind of how we have a, a leap year or something like that where we kind of, like, add so a day? It's kind of like that, although intercalation, from what I can tell, is is more of a random process. It's like, we're going to add three days here. We'll go over leap years, and, and one of the nice things about leap years is that they're a much more regimented system, right? Oh, okay, gotcha. It's like, you know, there's extremely uh, uh, rigid rules in terms of, like, what years are leap years. Okay, so and exciting. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it
Okay. So, um, by the way, this whole thing is a fucking mess, if you can tell. <laughs> they're just, like, adding days. <laughs> they're throwing days in there. It's like, how would they really know? They don't really have, like, you know, as much knowledge. The anxiety I would feel. Oh, my God. If, like, everyone was like, let's just add three days. Like, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> it's like, what if, like, and I don't know, and this is the Republic, so probably not, but what if the dude came down and he was like, hey, you're my calendar person. You better get this right, otherwise you get your head chopped off. I think I would just leave. I think, leave. <laughs> I, think I'm I would out. just Sorry, bro. leave and become like a simple farmer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the problem, well, I mean, I've been reading this whole book on like religion in the Roman era, totally unrelated to the podcast. Yeah. And part of the issue is like, you know, back then, like it was like kind of a tribal like thing. Mm-hmm. So like if you if you didn't have a group. Uh, oh man, that would that would be yeah. tough. And we even see that in like chimp tribes, which chimps I think are this. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure chimps are our closest and or our closest relatives in the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. And if you're a chimp and you get like kicked out of your tribe or like you're, you're screwed. not, you're screwed. You know, yeah. like and you like even if you encounter another tribe, they will kill you on sight. I watched this documentary where like <sighs> this one chimp, chimp empire, chimp empire, <laughs> folks. If you haven't seen Chimp Empire, please watch it. Oh god. Um, but there's this one point where this one they have a hunting party going out, and this one chimp is like, "Fuck this! I'm I'm scared. I'm out." He didn't mm-hmm. say I'm scared because he's a chimp, so we don't yeah. really know. But <laughs> anyway, he left the hunting party, and then the hunting party is like, "Okay, we don't have anything." They actually, I think they found food or something, but then they turned back around, they found him dead, and it was a rival hunting party, a rival tribe that came and just like you know basically beat him to death. Oh. Okay, we need to get back on topic. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we, just, we cannot mention Chimp Empire and this podcast studio. No Chimp otherwise. Empire, no Roman Empire. Like <laughs> my so masculinity is being stripped away here. <laughs> Modern day men. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, uh, look, there's even a time from the and and this is just on the mess factor here. There was a whole time. There was a period of time. There was a twenty year period of time. Where everything was a season off. Like, they fucked up the calendar so bad. because <laughs> they're just adding days they're randomly. They're just throwing <laughs> crap in there. So, like, literally, if if we were at our mo- modern calendar and it was like that, we would be doing spooky season. It would be July right now. Like, Whoa. it was for 20 years it was like that. And everybody was just like, ah, we'll, you know, fix we'll it later it. or something. We'll get around to it. <laughs> we'll get around to it. I don't know what the blocker was. I really don't. Like, from a manufacturing perspective, like, what was the issue? Just fix it, right? Yeah, see, if we were sent back to that time, I feel like we... we uh, We'd be put to death instantly. Yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> we'd be, uh, like, condemned as witches or something. I took Latin in high school. Oh, you did? Uh, the Bella Est uh, Long. So, twenty year <clears throat> <Yeah>. period. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah. Look, this is a mess. But in a lot of ways, it is getting better over time. The lunar thing plus the unspecified winter season. It's a. It's a. You know. It's kind of working, but it's not really working. Mm-hmm. Gradually over time, they kind of polish the turd. And force it to be a solar calendar, right? Interesting. So solar calendar, one of the things I'm getting from this is like solar calendar just seems like it works better. I don't know if that's an inherent thing or if it just like in practice works better. Mm -hmm. But over time, they kind of take this lunar calendar and they're just like, no, you're going to act like a solar calendar. And they get pretty good at that. Okay. But one of the things that often happens in engineering is that you over-optimize a system that just is kind of fundamentally broken. Mm-hmm. So and and that can make a lot of sense to do from like a business perspective. Like maybe you have one line of like revenue 
and you have to make this thing work. But mm-hmm. once you get your revenue going, you should definitely look at like taking on some of that technical debt. They call it technical debt. Okay. And making an optimized version, like uh, not even an optimized version, but a whole new version of it that takes the lessons of the previous one and applies them. Okay. Okay. So that's exactly what Julius Caesar does. So my man, my guy. Yeah. Uh, Julius Caesar. This is, you know, sometime I read a couple of sources like 46 B.C., 45 B.C., mm-hmm. maybe a little earlier. We don't really know, but it's sometime around them. OK. And so the reason you mentioned this kind of you kind of alluded to this earlier, but the reason that a lot of these wacky calendar shenanigans are happening uh, is that these calendars do not take leap years into account. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure I don't need to explain this, but briefly, even with a solar calendar, uh, the Earth's rotation around the sun is not exactly 365 days, as you know. Yeah. It's 365.2421 and then some other sig figs. Yeah. So those 0.2421 days really start to stack up and you end up with this calendar that we have, you know, in the Roman kind of kind of time. Yeah. And I think by this time, you know, it's Julius Caesar, so we're, we're at least I, – I don't have my dates off the top of my head, but we're either uh, in the imperial era already or we're getting really close. I think it, it would have to be imperial, right, because it's Caesar and he's calling the shots. Yeah, I, I believe you. Sure. So um, Julius says, hey, guess what? You know who we're not taking into account here? The great – probably wouldn't have called it empire, but the, the, the place that I call Egypt – Ooh, oh man, yeah. And didn't he fuck around in Egypt? Oh, he was fucking. He, he Cleo- was fucking. Cleopatra. I think so. Is that Julius? I thought that was like Mark Antony oh, or something. Oh, yeah, Mark Antony. I thought Julius Caesar I don't Caesar know. Did. Maybe it was like a love triangle. I don't really know. Okay. But I do know. Well, let's save that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> um, the bees? Yes, it's the bees. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, Julius, uh, says, Hey, guess what? Egypt's calendar is crushing it. They do solar. Mm-hmm. And guess what, buddy? That extra 0.2421 days. Yeah. We're going to round to that. I'm sorry. It's mm-hmm. 0.25. We're going to add an extra day every four years. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to stop coming to me complaining. Yeah. And I'm going to just be the emperor. All right. Cool. So River agrees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is called the Julian calendar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everybody's just, you know, it's kind of, he's Caesar. So everybody's like, okay, well, you're kind of in charge. So, yeah. and hey, it doesn't work too bad. And it's better than our previous system. Yeah, we kind of like it. So, so yeah, people kind of get on board with it. And I, I kind of want to pause here because personally, like mm-hmm. me personally, mm-hmm. I'm not saying we should have stopped with the Julian calendar, but I really like this calendar. And yes. it, frankly, I think it takes more technical innovation to go from the previous Luna solar calendar mm-hmm. to this calendar. And I think it's great because it's what we call in engineering an 80-20 solution. What's an 80-20 solution? So it's also called the Pareto principle. Mm-hmm. It essentially says that 80% of a problem can be solved with 20% of the effort that it would take to solve the entire problem. Okay. Ooh. So a good example or, or kind of a common example people bring up is like if you're trying to be healthy, mm-hmm. obviously there's like a billion things you could do to try to be healthy. But if you just took 20%, like, what is 20% of the effort? It's probably, like, exercise three times a week and make sure you eat veggies. 
Yeah. If you do that, that is like 20% of the effort. That will probably solve like 80% of your health problems if you just do that. Yeah. Um, obviously, in most cases, some people have like chronic illness it's, and stuff like that. Yeah. But. I mean, it's different yes. for everyone. But I, yeah. I definitely like that. I think that's an, an interesting principle where the solution sometimes is like right in front of your face. You just yes. have to, you know, maybe not overthink. Don't overthink it. It's mm-hmm. like, especially we run into this in manufacturing all the time where it's like you could come up with like, you know, God's perfect solution. Mm-hmm. Or you could implement kind of a crappy version of the solution, Mm -hmm. which is actually going to take care of most of your problems. And then you can refine that over time. Yeah. And in software, they also call this, this is a, I think they call the principle worse is better, where if you have two pieces of software and one's worse, but you can deploy it quicker, then you do that one because then you get user feedback and then it's actually going to get better faster over time than the one you spend time cooking in the lab. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So this is like a prime example of an 80-20 solution because this is, it's not 2.2421 days. It's mm-hmm. 0.25 days. Obviously, that's going to cause problems, but it's so much better than the previous solution. Yeah. Right. Agreed. So are they on a seven-day calendar or eight-day calendar? At right this now? point, they're on a seven-day calendar. Okay. So this much is better. much better. It's essentially, and, and I wouldn't say there's anything inherently better necessarily about a seven-day week, but I would say that like um, this calendar is like basically our calendar right now yeah there's just a couple tweaks that are going to come out and come in and uh, and turn it into the gregorian calendar from the egyptians uh no okay no uh, the but we'll, we'll get to that for now though um i want to take a little jump into the future and do a little side story Okay. And it's a surprise tool that's going to help us later. <laughs> this is a surprise tool that'll help us later. <laughs> that was such a, yeah. I'm no, not I liked it. Do, I liked it. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> okay. So we're going to jump to 325 AD. Got it. Okay. And remember when we did the Printing Press podcast and we became the Catholic History podcast yes, for like half that podcast. Briefly, yeah. We're going to do that again. Okay. We're going to do a little detour down the historical road. Yeah. To the first council of Nicaea. Okay? Ooh, okay. You didn't see that coming. I didn't. I was going to try and get Nicaea. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um Cool. All right. Uh, So what do you have to know about the Council of Nicaea right now? Mm -hmm. Basically, the important things to know for our story is that this council, fascinatingly, is kind of the first time you have all the leaders of Christianity coming together to hash out the more technical aspects of Christianity. Right. So you got a couple things of like, so what what does it really mean that like Jesus became God and stuff like that, you know? They're, like, distilling it down to its essence. Actually, I know this from back in the day. They This came up with a whole thing called the Nicene Creed, which was, like, the first, like, sort of encapsulate. You could also almost think of, like, an engineering standard, but for Catholicism Ooh, okay. or, or Christianity, where it was, like, you know, like, we believe X, is Y, and Z, and it's, like, mm-hmm. it's a little indexed. It, it was specifications a, for Catholics. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's your design <laughs> doc, basically. <laughs> Um, uh, the details and everything. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and and one big item mm-hmm. on the menu at this council is pretty related to our story, which is how they're going to determine the date in the calendar of a big old holiday, and it's hopping its bushy little tail right into your springtime. Ooh, is Easter. It? Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew it. <laughs> it's Easter. On the spooky pod, we talk about Easter. <laughs> so what's what's the problem here? Well, the way they determined the date of Easter up until this point 
was pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Step one, Easter has to happen at a fixed point after Passover. So part of the Easter celebration is that like Christ celebrated Passover and then he did a bunch of shenanigans mm-hmm. and then rose from the dead yeah. a certain number of time after Passover. So the yeah. kind of cheat code there is if you know when Passover is, you can get the date of Easter from that every year from yeah. here on out. And it was three days, right? After Passover? I thought it was like, I, I didn't actually, uh, I didn't want to like make a claim because I couldn't remember offhand, but I think it's like a week. I, th- I think, uh, I, I want to say it's a week because it was like Christ comes into like the town on a donkey and then like that next Friday he gets crucified and then obviously a couple days later he comes back. Yeah, Good Friday. Um, Good Friday, mm-hmm. Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday. Okay, got it. So but you're right about the three days. Uh, it's just not since Passover. Mm-hmm. Those three days, by the way, called the Triduum. Uh, that's a little, little Catholic fact for you. Oh. But anyway, um, yeah, so basically as long as you know the date of Passover, you know when Easter needs to be. So Passover is a Jewish holiday, so all you need to do is find a Jewish person and say, hey, when are you guys celebrating Easter this or, uh, Passover this year? Uh-huh. And then they tell you, and you're like, okay, great. Now I know when to celebrate Easter. Okay. And then I wrote, question mark, question mark, question mark, prophet? <laughs> <laughs> prophet? So, what? Have you ever seen that joke where it's like, it's like a plan that doesn't make sense, a bunch of question marks? Prophet? <laughs> I have. I was also thinking about the, the guy sitting with the long black hair. Oh, back Gru? With the, Gru? No, 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 no. He's like, I give oh. you... <laughs> trade-off or A early. trade-off, yeah. <laughs> I, you give me the date of Passover. I give you an invite to my Easter Sunday celebration. <laughs> Mom's making spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, they didn't invent Italians for several several centuries after Italians this. Italians didn't exist for the longest time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the government doesn't want you to know this. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, the suppression of Italian uh, culture. So, so what's the issue here? The only issue with this whole plan, honestly, is actually a pretty good plan, another 80-20 solution. But the issue here is that the church actually felt at this time that Passover was being miscalculated by Jewish scholars. So they thought our plan doesn't work anymore because you guys are actually messing up when Passover is supposed to be. So now we're messing up when Easter is supposed to be. So we can't trust you anymore. So they talked about what to do about that. And eventually there became this whole movement where they were like, we're just going to figure out where Easter is on our own. We don't need to rely on you guys anymore to tell us when Passover is. Mm -hmm. Okay, How'd that go? It went great. I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm not saying it like I don't know if it was more or less accurate than, you know, what the Jewish scholars were doing. But mm-hmm. I do know that eventually Easter was decoupled from Passover. Um, and uh, and basically that just meant that the church was in total control of like when to place Easter in the calendar. Yeah, this might be a bit of a tangent question. But how do you know it takes 365.25 days to go around the sun? So the way they did it at the time was like, you didn't know, like, remember at the time, they didn't even know we were going around the sun at all. Yeah. But what they did know is that the sun would start in a certain place in the sky. Mm -hmm. And then every day, you know, like the sun doesn't like stay in the same place in the sky every single day. It actually will go kind of up and down. Right. So they would track that. And the amount of time, so like the sun basically makes it. I, I, it'll be hard for me to describe this in words, but essentially the sun basically goes up and down on the horizon 
uh, throughout oh, the year. yeah. So you know if it's at its, like, peak and then it goes down all the way once and then mm-hmm. comes all the way back up, that's yeah. what's considered a year. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense because in winter it gets exactly. dark exactly. early on and then in the summer it stays lighter. That's for, exactly what's okay. going on. So they're tracking it. So they're okay. tracking that. Got it. And that's, like, one of the things I find so, like, like that makes me happy about that is just the fact that, like, they were able to use that knowledge, that limited knowledge of what was going on mm-hmm. to make this great calendar and we didn't know for, like, centuries after that that, like, actually we were going around the sun and the sun's not even, like, you know, yeah. moving in our sky. Yeah. Um, so it just makes me wonder, like, you know, what things are we, like, making technology off of right now that eventually we'll understand even better and we'll get, like, the super, like, crazy version of. Exactly. You know? I know, like, people think, oh, in back in, you know thousands of years ago people were so dumb and they were but they were also very <laughs> smart and as well i i don't think people were dumb thousands of years ago i i don't know people used to think tiny little men lived on sperm <laughs> i think that reading history that way i i mean i i i honestly think that like it is not that easy to tell what a good idea is from a bad idea like how is how is p- tiny little people living on sperm, like, dumber than bacteria, right? I didn't think about it like that. And that when is... they first proposed bacteria, everybody was like, you are a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. I mean, I'm also thinking about um, the cholera epidemic, and people were like, let's just shoot uh, into the sky because of miasma theory. I'm not saying that individual people throughout history haven't been dumb. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. But I would say the sort of tapestry of, like, human intelligence from mm-hmm. the smartest person to the dumbest person, I don't think that actually really changes that much throughout the ages. Yeah. I I certainly think, like, you know, what is it, like, maybe 100,000 years ago, I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't know if it's exactly 100, but I think 100,000 years ago, like, people were, like, anatomically the exact same as us. So if we were just born in that period, we would act the exact same way that they did, right? Okay, fair enough. Maybe I'm thinking of it like uh, like individuals on their own back in that time are very smart. Because you look at like Jon Snow. I'm, I'm doing the cholera epidemic as an example. Like he as an individual was incredibly smart, father of epidemiology. You know, he knew about like bacteria and everything from his research and was able to basically pinpoint how people were getting sick. And then he tried to go to the masses, but the masses as a whole were maybe not. Like people as a whole in in group situations maybe aren't as smart as the individual. I think that's... uh... I think that the degree to which that's true has not changed throughout history. Yeah. Right? I think, honestly, people these days are probably still more willing to just, like, you know, like, go along with the group Mm -hmm. than really, you know. I mean, you definitely have, like, smart individual thinkers. Mm -hmm. But I don't think the amount of smart individual thinkers you have necessarily changes across history. Yeah. Okay. I. Yeah. That hasn't been the impression I've gotten. I'm very open to being proven wrong. Yeah, I think I I do see your point that people are in in groups and masses are still pretty, you know. There it's it's the group mentality that hasn't it's really group changed mentality. changed too much. So, but yeah. I was going to say I also think technology has made individuals smarter as well. I think it's made people functionally smarter. Mm-hmm. But it's I don't think it's like it's unlocked more of your brain per se. That is true. 
apparently we only use like 20% of our brain. That's kind of misleading, I think. I, I The small amount of stuff I've seen on that has mm-hmm. been like, are you, you're talking about like limitless, right? Or it's like, oh, it's yeah. like quality, oh, you use 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like if you like, I mean, my understanding of this and it's, I've totally not looked into this that much, but my understanding is if you used 100% of your brain, it would be like you'd be doing everything at once because like part of your brain is for like walking. Mm-hmm. So you'd be like walking all the time and like, you know what I mean? So like using 10% of your brain is like using 10% of like your file storage on the computer. Like you don't want to necessarily like use all of it all the time. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Yeah, we're getting way <laughs> off topic. I kind of like that tangent. Though. I know. I thought it was fun. <laughs> that was like more like the philosophical, like history, like, yeah. you know, what does history teach us? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, which is part of the reason we do the pod. Touche. Okay. Um, well, hey, uh, we have Passover decoupled from Easter at this point. And mm-hmm. so now that we took that little pit stop, we're now going to fast forward to 1582. Oh, great year. Great year. I love that year. Okay. <laughs> That's a unique year, and we're actually going to see why that is right here. All right. So this whole system, the Julian calendar, mm-hmm. having Easter be where it is, this has worked quite well in the millennia and a half since Julius Caesar. Yeah. People didn't have to submit to the random decrees or whatnot. It's like, it's this day. Uh-oh, actually, it's Tuesday now. And next week, I don't know. You know? Let's just add a couple days. Just, I'm, I'm feeling crazy. Uh-oh. He just shows up at, like, the farmer's market. It's like, it's actually Tuesday. Go to work, everybody. Um, oh, Jesus. So, so you might be thinking, hey, I'm... Have you seen that meme where it's like, I am so proud of this community? <laughs> I think so, yeah. You're pro- you might be thinking that. You might be like, we figured it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but wait. Wait a minute. There's a little fly in the ointment here. Okay. A little bit of what we talked about previously, technical debt. Uh-oh. We talked about the rounding of 0.2421 days mm-hmm. to 0.25 days to make every leap year. Yeah. And that, again, works great. We've literally gone 1,500 years uh, where that has worked really well. Mm -hmm. But by 1581, that tiny amount had kind of like stacked up again year after year. That tiny little amount is getting added on to each and every single year Mm -hmm. until the celebration of Easter, having been established how it was in First Nicene Council, by this point in 1581, it is a full 10 days off from where it should be, Whoa. right? Because it's just been centuries of history where it's just yeah. been like it hasn't worked out. And now this Easter bunny was a Cassandra for the calendar shenanigans that this rounding had wrought. <laughs> <laughs> where did you get that? You know, funny enough, that's like how I think in my brain. And I actually have to translate it <laughs> to like normal people speak. <laughs> a niche like <laughs> man <laughs> they uh it, that could go either way but <laughs> the pope at this time mm-hmm. guy who came up with the gregorian calendar i'll give you a guess what his name was greg it was <laughs> really gregory yeah <laughs> yeah um, okay <laughs> pope gregory informed by his scientific advisors hey guess what we're aware of the issue. Mm-hmm. We are tracking the problem. Mm-hmm. And we have modern day, modern day, but it was like 1500s, you know, way better than they had in the Roman times. Mm-hmm. Modern day technology we can use to solve this problem. 
And guess what? We're going to modify the Julian calendar a little bit. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> and this is – we talked about the 80-20 solution before. Yeah. What I love about the 80-20 solution is you can apply the 80-20 solution, get something that works for 1,500 years, and then apply the 80-20 solution again. again. And you just keep doing that. And then, yeah. you know, by the year 10,000, we're going to have calendars that are, like, accurate to the millisecond. Okay? Ooh, that's going to be exciting. It'll be a fun time. Mm-hmm. For now, we – they created the calendar that we use today, right now, as we're talking right here. That's crazy. So time is an illusion. It could technically be Tuesday. So that whole conspiracy I was talking about, <laughs> we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> but the rule we follow now that was come up with in Gregorian times, this is summarized. So spoiler alert, this is totally our calendar. Mm-hmm. So U.S. Naval Observatory uses this calendar, and they define the calendar as the following. Every year that is exactly divisible by four, something like, you know, 2012 or whatever, Mm -hmm. is a leap year. Except, and this is where the sort of Gregorian nature comes in, Mm -hmm. except for years that are exactly divisible by 100. So, for example, 1800, not a leap year. But these years, these what they called centurial years, are leap years if they are exactly divisible by 400. Okay. Oh, so like 1,600. Would have been a leap year. And the year 2000 was a leap year. Mm -hmm. But 1,900, if we're lucky enough to see 2,100, these will not be leap years. Okay. But 2,400. Totally a leap year. Okay. Yes. And this takes care of a lot more of that. They call it date drift. Mm -hmm. Um, This takes care of so much of that. Um, it's not perfect. People have come up with better calendars since. Yeah. But this is pretty good. I can't remember, like, how much better it is. I'm pretty sure it's going to be, like, thousands of years, though, before we have another sort of date drift issue where, like, Easter's off for, like, 10 days. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, the calendar they were using before, 1,500 years, that's a long time. That's not bad for, like, 10 days. Yeah. That's really not bad. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's not bad, right? Um, but uh, the Gregorian calendar is much better. I, I believe it. So this is the calendar we use today. This is why the year 2000 was a leap year. And Pope Gregory established this through a papal bull. <laughs> papal bull. What is that? It's like, a, it's like a letter the Pope sends out and just says, hey, everybody, uh, we're going to this calendar now. Thanks <laughs> for ya, playing. <laughs> see you whenever. See you whenever. Um, love peace. the Pope. <laughs> love the Pope. XOXOXO. Gossip girl. Gossip girl. <laughs> It's like a lip print. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, Jesus. <laughs> this papal bull is called Intergravissimus. Um, they always have Latin names. I figured. Um, Catholic states followed the bull. There was a little bit, you know, this was kind of during Protestantism. So, like, some guys took the new calendar, others didn't. And then there's a whole shenanigans about, like, you know, who's on what calendar at this point. But eventually, you know, we all kind of went to the same calendar. Mm-hmm. And so Catholic states follow the bull, and on October 5th, 1582, the bull went into effect. I'm sorry. Did I say October 5th? I meant October 15th. Ooh. Because there was one last thing that they had to get right. The date? The date. See, they had skipped 10 days. Oh, my God. I missed my nephew's wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Or 1.2421% of the wedding. (laughs) Um, It was on the 14th. 
fifteenth now. Sorry, he can no longer live. He's a time anomaly. That's when the time cops got started. Yeah, we have to shoot him. Yeah, he's not meant for this world anymore. So yes, uh, there never was an October fifth, fifteen eighty-two. It went from October fourth, fifteen eighty-two. To October 15th. Like, they just skipped those 10 days. They were like, we're back. (laughs) We're back on the regular real calendar now. We fixed our past mistakes. Okay. Spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Was that the whole connection, the whole spooky connection? (laughs) No, there's uh, some little spookier. Um, So now that we've established, Anna, (laughs) that the... Uh, elites are willing to mess with our calendar <laughs> that way. Why would they not unfold a massive conspiracy on all of us? Okay. Okay. So in the year, I want to say 1991. I didn't actually write this, write that down. But in the 90s, this guy came up with a theory called the phantom time hypothesis. Okay? All right. I will prove to you... <laughs> Beyond the shadow of a doubt, using this hypothesis, that 297 years of our so-called history never happened. And then I added the little mind-blown emoji there. (laughs) Okay? Okay. All right. So here's the theory, okay? Or the hypothesis. What's the claim? Well, the claim is that the years 614 to 9-11, by the way... Coincidence? I think not. (laughs) (laughs) Those years were totally fabricated, either accidentally or on purpose, possibly by Holy Roman Emperor Otto III, Pope Sylvester II, and Byzantine Emperor Constantine VIII. Okay? Okay. Here is the evidence that your so-called leaders do not want you to know. Have you ever asked yourself why there is a scarcity of archaeological evidence that can be reliably dated to this period? Have you ever asked yourself why Romanesque architecture exists in so-called 10th century Europe a full thousand years after they existed? Mm-hmm. I can tell you're already putting the pieces together. But here is the smoking gun. Okay. Okay. Julius Caesar, as we went over, mm-hmm. established the Julian calendar sometime in early A.D. years. You know, I said maybe 46, maybe a little earlier. We don't exactly know. Yeah. Pope Gregory establishes the Gregorian calendar sometime in 1582. But let's do a little math for a second here, Anna. Okay. Okay. So we know how far off the date is every year. It's 0.2421. Mm-hmm. And then we know that they rounded up to 0.25. The difference between those two is like a tiny sliver. I don't have the exact number, but that is a tiny sliver of a year. Okay. Yeah, but compounded, compounded over, over thousand time. years, yes. thousand years plus. Thousand years plus leads to ten days of Easter being off, right? Yeah. Between forty-six A.D. and fifteen eighty-two A.D. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. <gasps> if you do the math, it's thirteen days. Uh oh. Oh fuck, they, mom. Mom, <laughs> I'm calling mom. <laughs> To fix the calendar, because it doesn't take you back to 46 AD. It takes you to sometime in the early 300s AD, and you lose 297 years. Combine that with we don't have archaeological evidence. I mean, there's some, but not that much. Why do we have Romanesque architecture in the 10th century Europe a thousand years later? Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me, buddy? Where did those missing centuries go? They are taking it from us. Um, so, So, um... Do you, I, I, let's pause right here. <laughs> Everything I've told you, the scarcity of evidence, mm-hmm. the Romanesque architecture, 
And most damningly, that day drift, I'm playing it up. All of that is totally true. What is your hypothesis? I'd love to hear your hypothesis for for why. What what? How do you square that circle? Um. Wow, that is a good, great question. I promise, all this is totally true. Um, I left out. I mean, I'm playing a little. I don't think, <laughs> but everything I told you just now is very true. Here's what I would do. I would start a conspiracy, take down the government, yes. form my own calendar, and become ruler of the world. So that's kind of what this guy tried to do. <laughs> not really. Oh my God. No, no, not really. Not really. He, he he did the first part of that. He published this theory, uh, I think, in 1991. And then another guy picked it up, and I read the second guy's sort of work. I couldn't find the original work, but I found the derivative because work. because the government doesn't want you to know. Possibly. Possibly. Um yeah, I don't know. But the derivative work is fascinating because, like, you read it and it's just like, you know, I'm I'm so easily swayed by this kind of thing. Like, I knew it wasn't true and I was reading it. I was like, oh, my God, maybe, like, 300 years were, like, deleted. Sort of part of the theory is that, like, they were either accidentally deleted or, mm-hmm. like, they wanted Otto, uh, I think Otto, uh, Otto's rule to be um, in, like, the year 1000, whereas it would have been in, like, you know, like, some, like, 13-something or other. Mm-hmm. So they were like, let's delete those 300 years, and then you're, like, yearing in the, ruling in the year 1000, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, but do you have any any <laughs> theories for, for what the sort of answer here is? Mm-hmm. No, I'm I I have a couple things banging up here in my Give noggin. Give me your noggin. Let's and this is a you know I'm, I'm playing this up. Obviously, this is a judgment free zone. I will tell you the answer that the government wants you to think, <laughs> and and the answer I think is true. But um, I, I would be interested to hear like how do you deal with sort of exceptions from the narrative? Okay, so this is what I think the government wants you to think. Right, is that. Everything this guy is publishing is not true. He's uh-huh. a little, he's got some screws loose. He's a kooky guy. And it was just a simple, you know, like rounding error. And right. then 1580. He got his math wrong. Yeah. 1582, they fixed it and we're on the right track. Right. But the truth. The truth. That the government doesn't want you they to know. They don't want you to know. Is that they fucked up the rounding error. Ooh, that's interesting. And that they didn't get it right in 1582. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And that they're actually a couple hundred years behind. And now they're playing catch up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, that's all completely fair. That's kind of a, I mean, that's not true, but (laughs) it's an interesting deductive reasoning. And honestly, I like it a lot. Okay. Here is the answer that, uh, you know, I and other government drones would tell you. (laughs) Did you just salute? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, like totally involuntarily saluted right there. America. America. Um, so there is there is a little bit of sleight of hand going on here. Okay. Um, and I, I honestly don't think, I have no indication that the guy who came up with this conspiracy theory, like, is trying to fool anybody. I think maybe he made a mistake and, like, he, he thinks he's, like, onto something. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay. So when Gregory fixed the calendar, he wasn't trying to fix it since the time of Caesar all the way back to 46. So I said, when we do the date drift and you calculate everything out, it takes you to the early 300s. Uh 325 AD is when the Council of Nicaea was, when they established Easter. So Gregory wasn't trying to fix it all the way back to Caesar. He was trying to fix it all the way back to when they established Easter because the church's only consideration in 1582 was fixing the date drift of Easter. Oh, okay. So if you calculate back like the date drift all the way back to like when it should be and add those 10 days, it mm-hmm. takes you exactly to 325 AD, which is when Easter was initially established. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So um, that's why that happened. Um, 
and and it's it's kind of funny because it was just kind of like oh that kind of makes sense but you know there was this whole like 12 page theory i read that was totally ba- the guy wrote out like why would it only take you to 325 AD no mention of nicaea is made but it's just kind of interesting because like in the absence of that evidence you would totally think that you like stumbled on some like crazy conspiracy <laughs> yeah i i don't think it's like a huge conspiracy. Honestly, time is an illusion. Time's an illusion. <laughs> I think that's one of the main things I'm getting from this plot. <laughs> um, yeah, just that, like, the way we do it dates. It's, like, it's not, like, it's not actually 2023 right now. That's some shit we made up, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, for all we know, we could be in 1300s. We're probably in 1300s according to, like, an alien calendar. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, other calendars, for example, like, the, the Chinese calendar, like, mm-hmm. You know, they don't delete 300 years. So that's, like, a way you could totally easily just say, like, wait a minute. Like, these guys didn't just, you know, like, why would 300 years be deleted out of the Chinese calendar? Exactly, yeah. So that's a thing. And by the way, the the sort of scarcity of archaeological evidence, that's – the dating's kind of tough on that. Romanesque architecture in 10th century Europe, well, I mean, you know, they were still influenced and, like – Yeah, exactly. You know, it's Roman architecture, too. It, like, lasts a long time, right? So – Yeah. Yeah, that's all all just kind of ancillary stuff. Yeah, and also, like, lack of evidence as well. Like, things degrade over time. They do, yeah. It's like history is really hard. mm -hmm. Um, When you make kind of nonspecific claims, like, why is there a scarcity of archaeological evidence? Like, that's like – That's like saying, like, well – yeah. I can't think of a good example, but yes. I mean, everything degrades, everything goes away. Like exactly, it's very, very hard to keep track of things when there's really not a basis of keeping track of them. That's correct. So, but on the other hand, it is kind of spooky. It's kind of <laughs> seasonal to think about. Like, what if our entire calendar is wrong? Yeah, I mean, if you think of like it, it is because if you think about like the first day, like what is. The first day of humanity. Yeah. Was it when we finally emerged from the chimps? Okay, right. then our calendar is definitely wrong because that was a long, long time ago. And how would you even say what day that was? Like, exactly. did that happen on one day? Probably not. Yeah. And that, or do you measure humanity from the first start of civilization? Right. Like Mesopotamia. Okay, then our calendar is still wrong because. That's still wrong. Yeah. Or do you. Like, and how do we do even do? know Mesopotamia was the first. I mean, it looks like probably it was, but how would you know? Because if you go far back enough, it's like, you know, we could discover something tomorrow that could upend all, all that understanding. Exactly. So, I like I said, time was an illusion. It's Tuesday. Call your mom. Yes. <laughs> I know you're missing Tuesday. You. Actually, you need to be at work right now. <laughs> Get yeah. to work. Mindset. Grindset. Mindset. Yes. Every day is working. I think that Pope Gregory had a grindset. I, yes. <laughs> Why would he go to all this effort? He fixed Easter for us. Yeah. So what is the whole, like, the world is ending at 2012? Where does that come from? <laughs> okay. I'm totally, I want to be extremely clear that I've done no research about this, <laughs> and this is far from my area of expertise. Mm-hmm. My understanding is that the Mayan calendar, like, went until 2012, and then it ended. Mm. And I, I don't know why it ended. I think it was just like they found some like calendar, like literally a physical calendar that just ended in 2012. Oh. And it got like hyped up into this thing of like they, that was like a prediction that the world was going to end in 2012. I don't think that's <laughs> like, right. Like in reality, they were like, man, this, this calendar thing stinks. I'm going to yeah. like, probably use something different. <laughs> or even just like, you know, if we had a calendar somewhere, like what if we made a calendar as a society that we made mm-hmm. out of stone? And, you know, obviously you can go to infinity. So, like, let's 
let's say we made a calendar until the year 4000 that was like accurate out to the year 4000. Yeah. That doesn't mean we're saying that the world is going to end in 4000. We just stop there. Yeah, exactly. Or imagine like, okay, imagine like we have like one of those paper calendars. Right. For like the next couple of years. Yeah. And like aliens come into our apartment and they're and like, they're like oh the world God. is going to end in 2025. They leave. They're, they're off Earth at that yeah, point. Yeah, and it's like, no, I just haven't updated my calendar. Like yeah. I just need to get a new one. <laughs> See, I feel like these are the kinds of things that, you know, while I have fun with, you know, these types of things, it's like engineering history podcast, respect for the source material. That's one of our pod principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and for me, it's just like, you know, uh, specific claims. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, or maybe a better way of saying it is I can't remember who said this, but extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Exactly. And I think having like an old calendar just kind of end is not extraordinary evidence. It's not extraordinary at all. If they had written, like, somewhere yeah, the world's gonna end on this date, then, like, no. I feel like even then it would be very hard to... Well, it's like, also how would they know? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it's like, past 2012 and we're still here, so... Or that's what the government wants you to think. Do, 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 do. What if we're in the Matrix? I was about to say, that's the day we all got plugged in. Yeah. You think this man bun is a man bun? This is my stock headed into uh, into the, you know, yeah. machine or whatever. There was a whole conspiracy. Y2K. Yes. We were, yeah. we were both too young. Like, we yeah. were still, like, pissing and shitting ourselves, but... I thought Y2K, again, I was I was uh, pissing at the time, but uh, mm-hmm. I thought Y2K was more about, like, the computers were going to shut off or something. Yes. I, I From my understanding, it was, like, the computers were going to shut off. It wouldn't, I don't know if it was, like, quote, unquote, the end of the world. Yeah. But or maybe it was. Yeah. Some, it was something, like, really intense at, yeah. you know, like, in the year 2000, but mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't happen. We're, we're good to go. Well, we'll leave it to the listener to decide if that was a good thing or not. (laughs) For us, that's all I have. Um, That is the slightly spooky but overall fascinating story of the Gregorian calendar. I thought it was spooky in the sense that it's kind of like a mind fuck. Yeah. That's my favorite kind of spooky. I do. Yeah. I feel like my taste in horror movies has transitioned from like, Gore. I really enjoyed like gore in high school to more of like that psychological yeah. thriller. Yeah. And I feel like this is a great example of that. Like yeah. it's not all about ghosts and haunted parks and you know. I liked the last episode. I did, I, I, did. I really enjoyed it. I I thought that that was really fun. But. We yeah. I've yes. <laughs> Some people really liked that episode. I yeah. barely remember recording it honestly. I was <laughs> oh, a yeah. delirious so, at the time. <laughs> yeah, that COVID really kicked our ass. But yeah, sometimes a good mind fuck is just really all you need. Yeah. To yeah. scratch that spooky itch. Yeah, I I think it was Alfred Hitchcock. I'm going to butcher this quote, but he, he said something like, you know, his movies, he said something like, if you show somebody getting, like, stabbed to death, mm-hmm. that's not scary at all. But if somebody walks into their dark apartment alone at night and you see, like, on the windows somebody, like, raising a knife, yes. that's, like, so much scarier. Yeah. Because it's, like, the anticipation. I think, yeah. Not the exact quote, but close enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was not. I'm sure it was much more eloquent. But... I really enjoyed learning that time is an illusion. Nobody cares. We're all going to die anyway. So <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> this isn't the Doomer History Podcast. It is now. <laughs> it's been so many history podcasts. All right. Well, that's all I got, folks. All right. Well, cheers. I'll see you next time. See you next time. Clink.